the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme, again, is various trivia. Various. I always like to kind of give you a little, you know, do a little bit of uh, this, a little bit of that. All right. Uh, Mark, what's happening this week? Well, you know, the week in review, interesting week. Um, Rent control was in the news this week. We're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, today in the show. Um, The Fed uh, hinted that uh, they might reduce rates. Yeah, we're seeing mortgage rates fall. Mortgage rates are, are down. Although What's that it's, mean? Yeah. <laughs> More refinancing. Yeah, well, possibly. Uh, it's just in time for, you know, the summer market. Um, real estate activity is, uh, at least according to a lot of uh, realtors we were talking to, the, the activity is really strong. Right. Um, although, again, you have to be careful when you're reading these nationwide articles. They're, you know, it's just, it's funny, you know, you, some of these weekly uh, stats that come out about either mortgage loan activity or, or real estate sales activity, when they're national and in nature, and I know that governments, you know, they need to follow national statistics, and uh, those statistics would suggest that, you know, the markets aren't as uh, robust or brisk as you would expect them to be. Uh, the real estate markets, that is, uh, and now that we're in fully into the spring and staring down the barrel of summer. But in California, if you just look at California statistics and Northern California statistics in particular, you know, we're 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 off to a really good start. And it's kind of funny though. Um, now, I'm one of our uh, investors in the Pacific Private Money Fund came in this week, and he was very opinionated in a surprising way really? about some of the news. Uh, he had a strong opinion about the Fed talking about lowering the rate. He says, you know, just three months ago, they're talking about having three more rent in, rate increases mm, that's in 2019. Right. Then they decided no more rate increases, and now they're saying, "Hmm, maybe we'll drop it a little bit in uh, in anticipation." And he just he was just flabbergasted. He was also surprised, and this I found interesting. He said, "So they they hint that maybe they're going to reduce interest rates again." And what does the stock market do? It goes up five hundred points, the the biggest point jump of the day. Why wasn't it the opposite? Why didn't mm-hmm. it go down? Because, again, depending on what side of the table you're on, it could be good news or it could be 
bad news. Yeah, somebody loses in either scenario. Right, right? exactly. So I'm going to guess that when interest rates go down, a lot of people who are sitting on the sidelines with money and money market funds and CDs, they're they're thinking, well, you know, I'm not going to earn much on my CDs. I might as well try to earn more in the stock market. It's kind of an alternative. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't know that he was looking at it from that perspective. I think he was looking at it more that um, interest rates for the Fed are a tool to promote economic activity. And if they're going to go to that tool now, when things are still pretty good, I mean, are we really looking, are we staring down the barrel of a recession? Are we seeing strong recessionary features? So his point Mm -hmm. was, well, if they reduce rates now and we go into a downward cycle, I mean, how much lower can you go? You can't go below zero. To which right. you responded. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, can. Yeah, no, can. And, it's and it's happened it, never did, in America, but uh, no, but did well. No, no, that's true. Uh, didn't ha- wasn't it Japan that, that had uh, negative just for a, a short yeah. time? Yeah. So you have to pay someone to hold your money. I can, I'll do that. Pay me, and I'll hold your money. <laughs> um, I wonder though, uh, what economic news changed in the last so many months to, to make them shift. Well, like there was that. that jobs report that came out where they said something like only 27,000 net job growth for, I don't know if it was April or May, but you're already at full employment. So in one sense, you're looking yeah. at 27,000, but if you're at, you know, let's say 100% employment, how many more jobs, how many more people are there to actually exactly. hire? So, I mean, is it people who like just graduated college and are now mm-hmm. in the, on the scene, but then that's not really, it's an increase in, in people but it's not like a percentage of people who were unemployed before. Right. So you're just adding human beings to the number. I don't know, something like that. Well, and you know, um, the media will always scramble to try to explain why something has happened, even if they don't really know why it happened, because they're not mind readers. And certainly the Fed is fairly secretive about uh, their activities. But, you know, a lot of articles this week in the Wall Street Journal and elsewhere were saying it was it was really related to uh, uh, Trump's uh, trade uh, policies mm-hmm. and how, and those impacts on certain industries. Yeah. Now, my dad always had a great answer. You know, it's said, Dad, why did the stock market go up today? Because there were more buyers and sellers. And that's <laughs> yeah. really yeah. what it really comes down to. That's right. Very smart man. Did you ask him what it's going to be tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he didn't have an answer for that. He says, he says I'll tell you in two days. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's happened. right. All right. I want to make a quick mention here for this summer Broadway. Under the Stars invites you to experience the best night ever. Join them in the vineyards of Sonoma Valley for a festive pre-show picnic with the best local of local wine, food, fu- food, excuse me, wine, food truck and music. I've been to this. The Jack London uh, Historic Park is awesome. You'll experience breathtaking performances under the stars with Broadway professionals from shows such as Hamilton, Wicked, Mamma Mia, and more. Check out uh, them. Go reserve your tickets at bestnightever.org. All right. uh, First trivia question is what moisturizer is derived from sheep's wool? W O O L from All sheep's right. wool. From you sure it's not wool. some is it other a, part of the sheep? Don't rephrase the question for me. Okay, call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. Correct answer. You're going to win a five-pack tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. What moisturizer is derived from sheep's wool? Now, is this a brand we're talking about? or No, no, the, uh, the actual material. The, the, yeah, kinda... the, the, the chemical material. You okay. Call it, okay. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money, the gentleman with the brains. That's what I like to call you guys. Uh, <laughs> first trivia question was, and show me how many brains you got here, what moisturizer is derived from sheep's wool? I wool light. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Ma, that's not what the No, you're wrong. Lanolin. Have you ever think about that? Lanolin? Lanolin, yeah. It's got that kind of moisturizing um, feel to it. Yeah. You ever I think felt, of you ever, sheep, you, though, when you, I... When you <laughs> never pet a sheep? <laughs> if you pet a sheep, you'll see what, exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, wow. Okay, Mark, you, you want to talk about rent control, and I have a couple of comments on that myself. Right, so um, the California Assembly last week passed uh, a rent cap bill. In a dramatic victory for tenant advocates, the California Assembly narrowly passed a statewide rent cap proposal on Wednesday night amid mounting pressure for lawmakers to protect renters from the steepest of increases in a hot rental market. The proposal would prohibit landlords from raising the rent each year by more than 7% plus the annual increase in the cost of living. If the bill clears the Senate, California would become just the second state in the nation this year to limit annual rent hikes, covering millions of properties not covered already by local rent control rules. All right. I got a couple of comments on that. First of all, <laughs> you're in favor, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, not. no, I'm not. And I'll tell you why. Uh, if, if I'm the landlord... Uh, who owns uh, the apartments. I don't, but let's say right. I did, right? The, then I would say, okay, well, you know what? Then I get to go to PG&E and say, you can't raise my rates more than X. And insurance company for, you know, I mean, with all the wildfires and everything, insurance rates, flood insurance, all these other... Ex- Temporaneous costs, do I get to go to them and say, oh, by the way, since there's rent control on me, I'm going to make a, a control over you. And by the way, doctor's bills. You know what, Mr. Doctor, 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 uh, you can't charge me more than X because, you know, that's, that's more than 7% plus the annual CPI of last year. I mean, come on. I, I understand the, 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 fact that there, the fact that, you know, you have tight controls on the stuff, but, you know, with, with inventory. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing. What the government doesn't really understand is that because my first part isn't true from the standpoint of, of limiting costs. And mm-hmm. oh, by the way, uh, construction costs, yeah. didn't they go up more than 30%? We had you know people on here who said that. So Over the last year, yes. Yeah, so what happens if I need you know to put on a new roof, new heater, new sheetrock, or whatever? Well, you're right? not going to do it. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the thing. See, I don't get to tell them you can't charge me more. So then what happens you know after I pay my mortgage and all this kind of stuff, I might not be in a position where I can do those improvements, and that's how people get slumped landlords. Well, there, there is this perception that landlords are making money hand over fist. Right. And it's actually interesting that the, the, the profit yield uh, on average among apartment complex holders actually really pretty tight. It's mm-hmm. not a yeah. huge rate of return. Here's, I'm going to share with you guys an op-ed piece that came out also right after this, uh, uh, this news that I thought really covers a lot of the, um, um, the issues really well. California lawmakers haven't learned their lesson on rent control. Economist Thomas Sowell once quipped, the first lesson of economics is scarcity, 
And the first lesson of politics is to disregard the first lesson of economics. Yes. <laughs> so with California's flirtation with statewide rent control, it seems Golden State lawmakers are treating Seoul's warning as a game plan. <laughs> the results will be predictable. Less affordable housing for all. But because of the populace basically saying, yeah, we want we this. We need it. Yeah. Uh, then yeah. that they, well, they're a large they get, voting they get, block. They get, yeah, that's the thing. That's so so right. what's the job of a politician? To get reelected. Right. Yeah, but the populace also says, not in my backyard. Um, so they yeah. put a, you know, they keep housing development from happening. And then they want rent control. Um, so you, well, you're saying scarcity. We're creating scarcity because of nimbyism to a certain extent. Absolutely. Right? So the article uh, goes on, or the op-ed piece, with the exception of lawmakers and a small crew of activists, almost everyone knows that rent control has never worked. Mm-hmm. All economists know it. And it seems that most Californians know it, given the state's voters thoroughly trounced the initiative last November, which is true. When politicians shove down prices, a shortage results. A lower price means more people want the good, while fewer people actually produce it. So rent control means more demand for housing and less housing supply. And here's a, a simple reason for that, too, is that if you've got like, Cal- like excuse me, uh, San Francisco, right? Rent control. Uh, if I'm looking to potentially build uh, housing, mm-hmm. right, apartments, whatever, yeah. and I find out you can only charge a certain amount, but yet the construction costs are out of sight, I'm going to look at as a developer and say, I, I'm not going to make any money, yeah, so I'm not going to build it. Right. The other thing, you know, this isn't really, it's, it's an important issue because huge rent raises do adversely affect a lot of people, particularly people who are Agreed. on limited income. So it, it is a problem. But here's the problem with rent control. How many stories have you heard of people in San Francisco enjoying rent control and are yes. making great incomes? There's no means test. And there needs Good to be, point. in my opinion, yeah. a means test. And I know that adds a lot of difficulty to it. But yeah. if you're going to cap rents the way they do in San Francisco, I think you have to somehow make sure that uh, that people who are making good incomes and can afford to even live in their own home but choose not to because why would I give away yeah. rent that's right. 30% of market? Or, mm-hmm. That's a very, very good point. Plus, the other part is uh, there. I know that there are a lot of people who cheat the system, who yeah. move out or they sublet, mm-hmm. but don't let the landlord know. Well, there's an article, too, that says you'll need to earn at least 172000 a year to afford a home in San Francisco. Um, that the median rent in San Francisco is more than $1,700 a month, um, and the median rent for one bedroom apartment is 3700 in 2019. Still, per still month. that high? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's sure. definitely, I mean, there are, there are rising rents, and, and it's getting harder and harder to afford a home in San Francisco or to rent even. But uh, at the same time, rent control isn't necessarily the, the solution. Well, that's a good point because they do have rent control in San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? So so the irony of all of this is that, you know, California's steady refusal to listen to the advice of its own experts. It says here in 2015, uh, California's legislative analyst office released a study about why California has become so unlivable. Their diagnosis was simple. Overregulation of yep. real estate. Their prescription was obvious enough: build more housing. Even Governor uh, Newsom himself says his goal was to build more housing, and then he goes and supports a rent control <laughs> issue. So, so then what is he going to do? He's going to force slave about, labor. Talking about both developers. Sides of your mouth. Yeah, he's yeah. going to say, <laughs> "No, Mr. Developer, you have to build this, and you have to lose money." How's that? 
Um, yeah, I don't yes, like it. No. Oh, yes. I, I just get nope. so I get so angry when we come up with these <laughs> things. All right, just for that, we're going to come up with a commercial break. All right, uh, let's see here. We have uh, Are you cool down a little bit. Yes, just a little bit. <laughs> scrape you oh, off the ceiling. Cool. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Doctor Keith Cooper at CooperDDS dot com is a board certified specialist who's been placing and restoring dental implants in San Jose for more than twenty five years. Check him out. Uh, at cooperdds.com. All right, second trivia question is, what does the C in E equals MC squared stand for? You're the physicist in the family here, uh, Nam, aren't you? No. All right, no. Okay. Uh, that's our trivia question. Call E888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. What does C in E equals MC squared stand for? All right. That's our trivia question. Uh, also, make a quick mention here for the Mount View Hotel. It's celebrating 100 years of memories. Uh, the Mount View Hotel is one of Calistoga's most iconic places to stay. An inviting pool with uniquely decorated rooms. The Mount View Hotel is sure to give you peace and relaxation while you enjoy all that Calistoga has to offer. Check them out. www.mountviewhotel.com. Stay with us. The best of investing. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fana, Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question for all you science fans out there: What does the C in E equals M C squared? Chocolate. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Energy equals mass times chocolate squared? No, I don't think so. Uh, light speed, right? That's right. Yeah. Very good. Uh, well, we'll give you credit for that. All right. Light doesn't begin with C. <laughs> you know what? I That's a so. very good question. Why? I mean, E, energy, M, mass. That's true. Why, why do they have a C? It's it's L, M squared. <laughs> they have something like that. All right. Nam, uh, g- Tell us what you do for a living and, and why are we going to deal owed a week? So I work for Pacific Private Money, private lenders here in Novato, California. We make loans to borrowers on real estate. All and, over California? Uh, all over the state, yes, primarily in California. Uh, we've been doing so for 10 years, 2008. We've funded over 1,500, actually, probably approaching 1,600 loans. Uh, I would say we probably this quarter, passed right? that, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Probably over um, $600 million. It'd be great once we can uh, say the B word. Yeah. Um, Billion. Yes, billions. So we make loans. uh, And uh, the deal of the week this week comes to us from actually through a broker. It was a conventional lender, although actually they're not going to get the refinance from because there won't be one. But Barr came to us. uh, Mom had passed away and she inherited her mother's home. It was free and clear worth 900,000 actually here in Marin. She wanted to do is buy a home out of state, um, so she would be moving to uh, the southeast. Um, so the question is, gosh, a couple questions are: um, Do we lend out of state? No, we don't. So how can we um, provide a loan for this uh, woman's purchase? What we're going to do is, um, she has uh, again, she inherited this home free and clear, so it's actually a non-owner occupied loan. Um, 900000 is the uh, how much the home is worth here in Marin. The loan that she needs to purchase in uh, the southeast is 630000 
So we're going to seventy percent. Yeah, so we're going to do a cash out uh, loan uh, from the existing home that she has. It will go on the market. Um, she's going to use some of the proceeds to fix up the property. But in the meantime, she wants to close first on this purchase. And how we can do this is we're going to provide the loan. We're going to wire the funds to escrow. We're not going to hold any lien position on the property that she's buying. Uh, we'll hold a lien position on the property that she has uh, here in Marin and selling. And why couldn't she get a conventional loan on that? Her, her credit was a little low. Okay. Um, and, in fact, um, and she was going to pay down some debt in addition to purchase the home in, in the southeast. But when she sells this home in Nevada, she's actually just going to pay us off completely. She won't even yeah. need a conventional mortgage. And, and one of the nuances of this particular loan is that, uh, you know, one of the results of the Dodd-Frank financial reforms is that um, any real estate loan that is made in the country, uh, including the state of California, because um, last time I looked, we're part of the country. <laughs> so, so far, yeah. <laughs> we, haven't been, we haven't been thrown out yet. Throw is out. that uh, all, all real estate loans uh, are either one or the other. They're either a consumer purpose loan or they're a business purpose slash investment purpose loan, and which is really, really important because Consumer loans are protected, and consumer purpose loans are protected. And consumer purpose means that the purpose of the money is for a consumer use, which includes buying a residence that they intend to move into. It also includes things like paying off your credit card debt, paying for you know, schools, weddings, uh, education, what, what have you, paying off student loans. Those are all consumer purpose, and they're regulated in a way where you can't make a loan on a cons- uh, uh, on a, for a consumer purpose that uh, is basically like the traditional hard money loan where, hey, if you have equity, we'll just make you a loan against that equity. It doesn't matter if you can afford the payments, doesn't matter if you don't have income, doesn't matter what your credit score is. Well, thanks to Dodd-Frank, if it's a consumer purpose loan, all of that matters. So while there might be lenders out there that would go, well, we don't want to know what you're going to do with the money because all we know is you don't live in that property, so you inherited it. We can say it's investment. We'll go ahead and make you a loan. But um, you know, if they were to get audited and they found out that the use of those proceeds were to buy a residence in another state, one could make an argument that they made that woman an illegal loan. And so one of the things about Pacific Private Money is that we are licensed to make uh, consumer purpose loans, uh, which is why we talk a lot about our um, uh, our transitional bridge loans uh, that uh, realtors and mortgage brokers have been using as a tool to help their clients uh, buy homes when bank financing wasn't an option for them. And so Pacific Private Money is one of a handful of loans in, in the state, of, a handful of lenders in the state of California. I think there's maybe, as, 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 as far as I know, less than a dozen uh, legitimate alternative finance providers like Pacific Private Money who can make a, a con, who, who can make a consumer purpose loan uh, the way we do. So anyway, it's, uh, um, you know, a lot of that might sound like, you know, well, why do I care? Well, you should care if you're in a situation where you'd think, why can't I just get bank financing and why are the banks telling me no and why are these other lenders telling me no? And it's just it's just a nuance that uh, many people who are not in the real estate industry or the lending industry, they're just not aware of. And so they kind of wonder why why has bank financing gotten so much more difficult to get and why does it take so much longer to get bank financing? Well, it's, you know, it's thanks to those, those good old Dodd-Frank regulations 
positions which uh, were intended to make sure that, you know, we never find ourselves again in a position like we were in 2005, 2006, which caused a bubble to burst in the credit industry, leading to the downfall of real estate prices and a major downfall correction in the stock market, among other things. So it's just uh, it's kind of the, the universe we live in right now. And notwithstanding things you might believe, like, well, we thought Dow Frank was repealed because that's what we heard about in the newspaper earlier this year. Not true. Never happened. Um, and banks, uh, while it might be a little bit easier to get loans with some banks, it's still nowhere near what it used to be like in 2005. Yeah. And, and that's why we exist. Uh, the alternative finance industry is on a huge growth vector. Companies like Pacific Private Money are providing a very important uh, um, service to borrowers. Now, I will agree, in a perfect world, we'd be able to um, provide loans at the same price that banks do, but our cost of capital is higher thanks to the fact that we use private capital. And so it's kind of a... um, you know, it's uh, there's two components to what we do. We provide our investors with strong returns on their capital, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, in return, we're able to do fast, reliable, and friendly financing to people who are in need of capital. And we do that every day. So for more information, give us a jingle at PacificPrivateMoney.com, 415-883-2150. All right. And when we get back, we've got a an email question that came in that Nam's going to answer. Uh, third trivia question. What is the number represented by L in Roman numerals? Right? Mm. Roman numerals, you got what, X yes. and M, 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 M and Z. Z and V and L. Okay, what does L stand for? All right, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment. On AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Third trivia question was, what is the number represented by L in Roman numeral terms? Mark, you know the answer. That'd be 50. 50, that's 50. right. 50. Here's a question. Here's a riddle. When does 1 plus 5 equal 4? When it's in Roman numerals. Yeah. So, all right. When, no. <laughs> gee, that was a little easy since we just asked this Slightly question. Yeah. Leading question. Next time, yeah. Yeah, we'll wait six months and ask Riddle it again. Okay. Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You, have, uh, you wanted to make a comment? Yeah, I just wanted to add on to what Mark was saying in the last segment in terms of why borrowers um, can't get bank financing sometimes. And, you know, a lot of times our borrowers don't know that they need private money. Really, so we're not really marketing to borrowers or letting them know about our service per se. Who really needs to know about us are realtors and mortgage brokers because they oftentimes are the ones who need to know if there's a plan B or not. If some, if their client can't get bank financing, right? Because no borrower's right mind is going to go. Nine percent and two points. I love it. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny because when uh, other than flippers, I mean, home flippers and yes. other real estate investors who know they can't get money from the bank, the banks, you know, bankers just laugh when they go in for a loan application. You know, they'll, they'll use us all the time, and and uh, uh, other real estate investors. But consumers, for whom is forty percent of our business right now is those uh, transition, transitional bridge loans, uh, consumers don't even realize that that tool is available, and generally they're not going to know to ask for it. But uh, realtors and mortgage brokers. 
brokers are uh, the largest source of referrals for us. And they usually present it to their client as a tool, as a plan B, as a strategy. Not every borrower can, you know, stomach those fees. They don't until they understand how we can help them actually save money, that our loan might be more expensive money than they're uh, accustomed to paying for. But here's several situations where we can actually help you in the long run save money. And for a quick example of that is you don't have to move twice to free up the equity in your home in order to have the down payment necessary to compete and go out and buy a home. And that's actually what a lot of people think they're forced to do. Well, I have to sell my home to free up that half a million dollars or whatever their equity amount is. Now I got to put my stuff in storage, move into a furnished apartment or something like that. And then, and then then I'm spending the next 30, 60, 90, who knows how long competing in a, in a tight market space for my home. Whereas we can just help you compete and find a home now and utilize the existing equity using one of our private loans, uh, do something we call cross collateralization, where we provide maybe a hundred percent financing for that target property. And you cross back on your existing property also you um the if you're if you're having to sell before you buy there's a probability you're not going to be able to do any updating to your the home that you're right. departing yeah yeah where if you get in move into the home first with a bridge loan then then you're out of the home that you just uh left and then you have some time and and you're not in there uh it's more convenient to do some rehabbing and, and to stage the property and you're going to recoup some of the cost because you'll probably be able to sell it for reminds a me price. of that yeah. loan we did to that one gentleman he was a contractor we lent him more than 100 percent of the purchase price crossed back on his existing home which had tons of equity this allowed him to go in and actually remodel the home that he was moving into before he moved in then he moves into that home turns around and remodels the home he just left and he ended up making such a nice profit on that that it more than paid for the cost of the so-called expensive private money loan so again for more information uh Call your realtor or mortgage broker and say, you got to call those guys at Pacific Private Money. they got this cool program. <laughs> so PacificPrivateMoney.com or 415-883-2150. Yeah, and I want to add to to any uh, mortgage brokers or realtors or anyone who knows them. We have a webinar next uh, week on June 11th, which is Tuesday. It's at 10 a.m. You do have to register for it. So to get the registration information, do call our office, 415-883-2150. And we talk about some of the you know scenarios we just mentioned. Why would somebody need a bridge loan? Why should a realtor or a mortgage broker know that we uh, exist as plan B? We'll explain how a bridge loan works and all the reasons uh, and scenarios that uh, we get. And a lot of times when people actually hear the story, they go, oh my gosh, that's such a valuable resource. And the key to keep in mind why we're doing this webinar is so that you can learn as a real estate professional how to make more money than you're currently making now. You can close more deals and help your clients be a hero to your client and thrive using private money as a plan B resource. It's a really important and effective tool that you need to know about. Well, this brings us to the email that we receive. Uh, It says, I have heard you say that your company is not too concerned with credit scores. Why is that? I'll take one, you know. Take a stab, Nob. Yeah, well, (laughs) credit score is one subset of the total 
picture that we're looking at. You know, we're very much story driven. <laughs> the other part of it is just the collateral. You know, um, we don't do 90-10 loans, you know, 90% uh, loan to value. We do more 70%. So if a borrower is coming in with a significant down payment or there's equity, um, that's, a, that's a huge consideration. FICO is important to know sort of the trend of the borrower if it's high, which um, surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, so many of our borrowers actually have very high credits above 700. Um, so, yeah, if it's a 500 credit score, something we don't care about, we do care about it. But mm-hmm. it's just part of the story that, uh, or the narrative of why somebody needs private money. Yeah, oftentimes someone with a, with a low or hammered credit, there's a good reason for it. And Maybe conventional financing is not their exit. Uh, there's non-QM programs for people, non-QM meaning non-qualified mortgage. That's kind of the uh, the new fancy name for what used to be called subprime um, financing. That doesn't mean that you can get a loan with uh, absolutely you know no income and no job. It's, that's the old joke, the old ninja loans, no, no income, no job. Um, but uh, it, there is a middle ground between private money rates of that average, you know, eight to nine percent, and, and the conventional mortgages that are four percent. There's kind of a six percent range of, of non-QM products that are out there, and um, and, and the other reason it, that we don't we're not fixated um, uh, on credit is. We're portfolio lenders. We're not selling our loans. You know, we're looking for the reason they need the loan and how they're going to pay us back. And most banks do sell their loans, and they sell them into these large securitized bond-like instruments that are sold um, to um, Wall Street and other companies. And so there's a requirement. There's a certain minimum FICO requirement for those loans, which are generally 80%. That's a typical bank loan is uh, 80% of value. So, again, we're not uh, we're not doing 80% or 90% financing. We're generally doing 70% or less, and we're basically story-driven. Why do you need the money, and how are you going to pay us back? And credit is just one indicator of uh, viability in the private lending space. All right. And when we come back, I want you guys to... You haven't talked about the fund at all, because on the flip side is... Well, and on a positive note. Yeah, on a positive yes. note, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I've, I've gotten some newsletters from uh, other companies that are kind of similar to yours, but not obviously quite as good. And their rates are actually not as high from the standpoint of paying investors. Rate of return. Yeah, yeah rate, rate of return. return so yeah. we want to talk about what rate of return you're paying your clients and uh, how well secured it is. All right? So uh, don't have a trivia question, but uh, stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. When you come back, you're going to learn how you can earn over 7.25%. Right now, it's about 7.5, right? 7.5, yeah. Trailer 12, 7.5. 7.5% rate of return, very conservatively. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Uh, let's see. Guys, how does someone earn close to 7.5%? By investing with us. That's how. <laughs> so the Pacific Private Money Fund is a, uh, it's called a mortgage pool fund. It's essentially a, uh, it's its own company uh, owned by the members of which there are over 200 members in our fund, totaling just over 50 million. We just crossed the 50 million threshold for that fund. The fund is a lender 
on a portion of the loans originated by Pacific Private Money. Um, we also uh, make loans through private individuals. Uh, that's called trustee investing because uh, some investors like to invest directly in a note. But we find that a lot of our clients, uh, particularly if they've not had note investing experience, direct note investing experience, really are, are better served uh, to look at our fund <clears throat> as an option for earning higher than market yields secured by real estate loans. And so we've got about, uh, we have roughly 100 real estate loans in the fund. Most of them are in California. Most of them are uh, secured by single family dwellings. And most of those loans are under 70% loan-to-value. In fact, the weighted average loan-to-value in the fund is right around 60%. And it's a tool, it's a vehicle uh, for your uh, retirement accounts, your um, idle cash, your your IRA or um, 401k. We have options for that. And what's neat about the Pacific Private Money Fund is that you can open up an account for as low as $50,000. And you can add money to it anytime you want. You can choose to be a growth investor, meaning if you don't need the income, you can allow your earnings to compound. And that boosts your uh, average return to, uh, well, today it's about 7.8 on a compounded basis and about 7.5 if you're an income investor and you want those monthly distributions. So it's really, um, there's just a lot of options there for for savers. And, you know, if you've looked at alternative investments, um, alternative investments include everything from buying real estate directly, uh, Bitcoin, um, other types of uh, gold as an alternative investment, anything that's kind of got a semi semi-liquid or limited liquidity nature to it, um, but um, offers the potential for high yields is in that uh, alternative investment uh, category. We like... um, we like investing in, in mortgages better than just about all other types of alternative investments because, well, first of all, mortgages are easy to understand. Uh, most of us have one on our home. Most of us pay those mortgages di- diligently every month. And most of our borrowers pay those mortgages diligently every month. And I want to make, it, make sure it's really clear. The Pacific Private Money Fund only invests in mortgages. Yes, it so, doesn't right. buy real estate. It doesn't yeah. buy Bitcoin. It yeah, doesn't exactly. invest in any of those. Yep. Uh, the only real estate it owns is in those rare occasions when we have to foreclose on a borrower of which I think in the six-year history of the fund uh, over 300 loans we've made in the fund uh, we've only foreclosed three times and uh, we've made a profit on two of them and one of them we're um, doing a major remodel to it right now and hope to sell it in the next few months for a nice tidy little profit to the fund as well so. yeah and we'll be um, six-year anniversary next week right I think it was yeah. around like and in June fact uh, so. tell the audience about a fund event. Yes. Uh, so our upcoming fund event is in Fremont uh, this time, this month. It's June 19th, which is a Wednesday at the Fremont Marriott, and it's from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you are, there's still room. Uh, so if you'd like to join us, please uh, give us a call, 415-883-2150, or visit us at www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Still room for you to uh, come and join us. You know what? You shouldn't make it free. You should charge like $125. That way people think they get the value. But it is a very, very uh, valuable uh, information that you'll learn. All right. Uh, We're going to cut out for today. Here's our thoughts for the day. I don't know if you realize this, but we have a bribery problem around here. No one thinks I'm – no one thinks – no one seems to think I'm important enough to bribe. (laughs) That that. is a problem. 
Okay, and Teddy Roosevelt said, complaining about a problem without posing a solution is called whining. I don't know about that. <laughs> what do you think? Is that true, Nom? Yes. Okay, Stop it is. All right. Okay. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.